special thank you to to Leon Edwards and his brother Fabian. I mean, after training, they'll spend an hour after they've also done the training just to help me out, and and you know that's like that's priceless. Download the All Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights. Challenge your friends. Level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. I was looking at your Wikipedia page and it said that you turned pro when you're 16 years old. Is that true? No. I don't know. Wikipedia is like, it's crazy. No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So how old were you? Um... I think I was 19, maybe, because I uh, I was signed to the UFC when I was 20, and it was, but it was right before I turned 21. I think like like two months before I turned 21, um, and then before the UFC, I had all my pro fights within the six months before I signed. So there wasn't a lot of time to to learn and adapt in that, yeah. you know, in on the job break, training. But, mm, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the harshest on the job training I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, so what do you remember from that experience though the the pro debut I I don't know I remember it being just a bit like I remember uh, being with uh, Boris Mankowski I was training in Poland at the time and we decided to to drive over I remember being a bit sick before and honestly the smell of pickles because in Poland like the cure of everything is pickles and pickle juice and I was having so much pickle juice before the fight that I was like I swear I smell like pickle juice right now um but yeah just just going over the you know I'd never I'd never been to a UFC event in my life I didn't I didn't really know what I was walking into if I'm being honest like I saw the UFC but it was never that I saw the UFC as something that I was I wanted to do because you know there was no women at the time that I saw the UFC I saw it when like when Dan was fighting and like GSP and all that and uh and that was just something amazing but I just knew that I love martial arts and I love to to compete in in whatever uh and I you know I was I was doing the pro fights but I didn't really think that I was going to get signed to the UFC that that quickly I knew that there might be an opportunity based on the cancellation abouts and how difficult it is for women to get fights. Because even if you have one booked and then they cancel to find one, a short notice replacement is a lot diff- like more difficult than it is for a man just because of the amount of people training and, you know, available to fight. So it was, it was a very short notice opportunity that, that I wasn't really prepped for. Um, but it's like, it's, you got to the UFC. So, so that's, that in its own right was was pretty awesome and i just remember being there and it and it being a very surreal experience because i'd never experienced first of all getting paid for a fight i think i got paid for just one fight before i fought in the ufc it was all like i was just doing it for free so i could you know so i could do it um and just being there and having like people interview me all the time and and the signing up posters and and the trying on clothes it was all it was all very surreal um and then as i was walking out i'm like oh my goodness i have never ever even seen a venue like this in my life <laughs> you know i didn't go to like many concerts or anything so so the whole thing was just like oh look at this oh this is kind of cool um obviously the outcome wasn't that great <laughs> after um but but it was it was it was amazing. It's actually the first time I saw Dan Hardy, and I completely freaked out, which uh, Boris remembers. 
how I freaked out when I saw Dan because <laughs> he messaged me. I think it was like uh, like a few years ago. He was like, oh, I remember when you saw him, you were just like, it was horrible, man. <laughs> you had no cool. So, yeah, I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit bittersweet, uh, obviously, because I lost. I, had I won, it would have been amazing. But, but given the circumstances, I think I did pretty good. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. <laughs> Your last fight, you returned after a long layoff. You know, you had some issues, health issues. Were there any, like, um, correlation to, like, your UFC debut to coming back after such a long layoff? Did you feel any of the same emotions? Um, uh, no, I felt like it was completely different. It was completely different because, one, I'm not I'm not 20-year-old that has doesn't really have any experience or idea about the sport. She just has done a bunch of martial arts and decided, you know, in the cage, I'll just figure out how to put it all together which is not really a good approach to MMA. Um, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know better and I didn't have a better opportunity at the time to do anything better than, than what I had with, you know, the skills. Um, so it felt different. Obviously I, I was a bit, I was a bit nervous because it was a long time. So it was experiencing all of that, but, but I was, I was confident in my preparation. I was confident in the people around me and I was confident in my goal in the fight. So it wasn't like I had a whole bunch of time off. It was it was a bit like a debut, but it was nothing like my debut, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Definitely makes sense. And how beneficial was it for you to go all 15 minutes in that fight after such a long layoff? Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was actually really happy that the fight went 15 minutes. I, I know... I know the ideal thing is like you go in there and you knock somebody out in like 30 seconds and you go celebrate and stuff. But for for the longevity of of me in, in the sport and me being confident, being in in the cage and also trying things that that I have been working on that have just been theories until you actually get in there and do it uh, versus a, a fully resisting person that's trained to fight you. So to be able to have those those whole 15 minutes to you know, to, to see what, what my energy management was like, to see what my cardio was like, to see how I managed different um, different threats thrown at me in the fight. It gave me a lot of confidence to have to have done that. And if I could go back and I'd be like, oh, if you do this, you'll get first round knockout, I would still choose to have the 15 minutes. Without a doubt. And, you know, I, I saw you say that you wanted to return in July on the London card. That never happened. Any reasons why you weren't on that card? Oh, I, I, I had an injury. So yeah, it was like, I thought, I thought it was going to heal really quickly and then it ended up prolonging and prolonging and then, then I caught another one. So I ended up going to the July card, but I was doing uh, interviews backstage, which it was, it was pretty cool. And it was pretty different to just, it's crazy how different it is when, because it was, it was the exact same hotel, right? It was the exact same hotel, exact same event. So I remember myself a few months before, like walking to get a coffee and how that feels in your like, it feels like all your emotions are just like all your hairs are just going. And, and that time I didn't have any of it <laughs> and it was like boring. I was like, oh, oh, I'm just getting a coffee. This is not, this is not anywhere near as crazy as it was back in March. And it gave me that, um, that excitement to be back in competition 
so so that was cool and and obviously to see uh, you know to see Tom Aspinall win the fight and uh, and to get to speak to so, so many athletes and and how their pro uh, process is and what they go about it and walking by the the locker rooms when 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 you don't have this I'm about to walk out to 20,000 people and get into a fist fight and my career kind of depends on that outcome because you know win or lose is kind of the difference between how you're seen how you can advance in your career and and a lot of things lie on that so there's a lot of of nerves in that moment and to be able to see it from from a different perspective it's almost like it's almost like like a like an outer body experience in a way but to to other people um and you know i feel like that was so beneficial for me as a as a fighter and, and as an athlete that i think i think it worked out okay you're one of the rare people that are able to experience that right usually most people that go into like commentating or you know uh, media work they're already retired or they're not fighting anymore you're one of the rare people like dc did it dominic cruz did it you know what i mean like there's some few people out there but yeah I I would never know what that felt like, you know what I mean? Because I never I've never fought the UFC, but you know it is what it is. Um, UFC Austin, Jamie Lynn Horth, undefeated mm -hmm. prospect, I guess. You know, can you be a prospect when you're 33 years old? <laughs> well, I guess so. Yes, because well, I mean, we see Glover DeShera won the belt at 40 something. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> you could always be a prospect. You know, she's uh, she's undefeated in in amateur, undefeated mm -hmm. in pro. Got the belt at LFA. She's an extremely hardworking uh, fighter, very disciplined, very dedicated, and very dangerous. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely, for sure. And you know, outside of that, what else do you see in her style? She she's she's just a, a very complete a very complete fighter. She's very good at uh, at everything that she does and she's very dedicated and i feel like one of the most dangerous things about her is that she has a beautiful community around her you know this she she lives in uh in canada and in, in the vancouver area but it's in squamish and they all get together to help her i remember when she fought um they had they like the whole town stopped to watch her and when you're fighting and you have that much support behind you, man, you could go through anything just for those people. And that is something that not not a lot of people have the the, the privilege, the honor to experience because that that is something very, very special, very unique. And that she has that she has a, a such a dedicated group of people that, you know, like give up their free time just to help her and how do you not pour your heart out into a fight when you have that type of support? So that's something that I see that's that's very special that she absolutely deserves. She's she's like a wonderful person, um, but but it's it's dangerous. <laughs> well, you got the same thing right at at your situation <laughs> in the UK, right? You got Great Britain top team. You also train at Renegade. It looks like, and then you know mm -hmm. at home you got the the mastermind. <laughs> There are, you know, master splitter, if you want to call them that, you know what I mean? Like doing yeah. everything for you, right? So um, are there any other spots that I'm forgetting that you train at? Um, well, New York and Renzo Gracie, just here and there, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm actually going there on Monday. So I'm excited. I'm glad you caught me before I flew out. Uh, and also, did you know that Texas Commission, they, do, they don't care about your medicals done in any other country. It has to be in the U.S. So, yeah. <laughs>
So I'm having to go to the U.S. early because of it. Which I, I don't mind. I was going to do it anyway. But yeah. Yeah. I was also very surprised when they told me that. They were like, um, you know all the medicals that you've done and you paid for? Well, you're going to have to do them again because Texas doesn't allow the ones that are non-U.S. And I'm like, okay. Only Texas. Only Texas. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need to get a cowboy hat so you can blend in. <laughs> Yeah, man, but I'm, I'm like, I'm super excited. It, and also, just to be fighting in the U.S., this is going to be my first time fighting in the U.S. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in America from when I was five. And, uh, well, I was, I was undocumented. <laughs> so when I remember w- when I left, it was, it was I left with the dream and the hope that one day I would be able to come back and compete in the U.S. And I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving this country and I, and I love this country. But I'm leaving to be able to come back like like correctly as if mm-hmm. you may say. <laughs> legally. To, to have like yeah, legally. <laughs> I mean I, I did I did get there legally. It was just mm-hmm. in the process of of renewing the, the paperwork mm-hmm. that was, you know, with lawyers and everything. There was a miss up in one paper and then the yeah. situation, the like financially we were we were, you know, we we're a family and we just didn't have the, the opportunity to go back. So so to, to be able to to now go back doing the exact same thing that I have always loved and, and that it kind of full circle worked out is, is really special for me. You know, going back to, you know, your training in the UK, you got the top team and you got Renegade, like who are the people there? Like the girls, I guess, that are kind of giving you the best work for preparation. Yeah. I mean, at team Renegade, you have in incredible coaches and and a special thank you to to leon edwards and his brother fabian i mean after training they'll spend an hour after they've also done the training just to help me out and and you know that's like that's priceless to have that i have joby clayton who used to be anthony joshua's boxing coach and he's one of the coaches over at renegade that also spends so much time to to help me out and um and have Lexi Rook that I train with there at GB Top Team, Ash Grimshaw, Brad Pickett, and the girls there, which is Chanel Dyer, that she's she's fighting in, in Aries in December, which is cool because I'll be commentating on that. So it's like to have trained and then see her there because she, she signed with the PFL, but she's going to be fighting uh, that one-off over there. Um, just to see that Claire Lopez is, you know, invaluable to, to my training. Uh, you have Kate, you have uh, Federico, which is, uh, she's kind of new to the team and she's such, such a good energy to have around you. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the team at GB Top Team just gets bigger and bigger when it comes to girls and, and man, they are so consistent. You could see a guy show up Monday, Tuesday, maybe they don't come. But they are there every single session, and you can see it in the improvements, and you can see in their, in their, in their drive to train, and that you know that rubs off on everybody. So, so it's it's like it's really special for me to be able to to train with all these people that have helped me so much. Renegade, you're a person that goes to Renegade and trains, right? Yeah. Ian Gary, the whole situation. I've seen some of the posts that you've been putting up. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole situation. <laughs> Man, you know, it's like, it's not my drama to, to mm. be like putting out there and, and sharing, but he's the only person to have ever been kicked out of Renegade. I go to Renegade and there's like people from all over the country that come to train that drive for hours and stuff. And like, you know, and every gym, every gym, that's why in the UK, there's been so many that haven't allowed him to come 
because there's just basic rules. Be respectful. Show up on time. Don't be spreading gossip about other people. Like, basic. Like, that's martial arts. And, and it, it, and I wouldn't have said anything had I, had it not annoyed me so much with how incredible Leon Edwards is. Because you can't have a, uh, have a whole story that suits your narrative. Like, oh, I came to Renegade and Leon Edward head kicked me and sent me to a hospital. And then try and say that he's insecure. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> so, it, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's a bit sad because I, I don't think it's necessarily Ian himself. I think there's influences ar- around him that... You can see, and especially because you know, I uh, I met him in Cage Warriors when before the UFC, and 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 I remember when he was fighting for the belt, and his original team said that he wasn't allowed to to be in the team anymore. So it's like it's it's ongoing, and and at some point you kind of look, man, man, I have trained in like a hundred gyms, never been kicked out. You know, people, it, it's not like before in the shooter box days that if, if you go to another gym, you're like, uh, you know, we hate you and stuff like that. It's it's not like that anymore. People, you know, they're, they're respectful to, to you going to training, but you also have to show that same respect in the gym. And if you're not going to have it, then you're not a good addition to a team. Yeah, and behind the scenes, like there has been awesome. many, many fighters that have been kicked out of gyms that people don't know the stories about. But since, you know, they are in the UFC and they're top 15 fighters, it gets publicized. And, and some, like you said, the narrative can be made by somebody and then it, mm. the media will print it. Right. Cause it's going to get clicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, and, and, it, and it's also that it's like, it's not, it's not people going, wait a minute, let me think about it. Uh, is this something that like, makes sense for me to put do i have both sides of the story do i have the information to put this this out there it's like oh no this is going to get this many likes this many clicks i'm going to put it however this guy's telling me although it's doesn't even seem logical or accurate that's the part that i'm like ah you know like mma media like like come on man right <laughs> it i, I <laughs> do better <laughs> Like I I know it's hard because I know how much how much MMA media gets censored and I know how much like you get seen depending on what you say and if you fit the narrative that that they want to be pushing, but you know integrity needs to be kept, especially you know, <laughs> and yes. man for 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 somebody who's done so much for for the UK like Leon Edwards like come on man. Don't disrespect Leon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a really yeah. nice guy, man. Like he's very soft spoken. Like it's it's hard to think that you know. Yeah, it's hard to think that, but you know, like man, you said, for, for him, there's a lot of things to help me and and like and it's not it's not only me that he helps. It's everybody in the team. Like mm-hmm. he runs some of the session. He's he will spend time in helping every single one. He doesn't think he's like above anybody because he's the UFC champion. He is the most dedicated person to the team you know you have like tom breeze and stuff there and tom breeze is another one that's not going to put up with that <laughs> like he's just he's not having it and and that's the thing i remember the first time i went to team renegade and uh it was joby that because it, it was a sparring day so he said you know we, we need to help each other we need to protect each other and he said you see on the wall um what's written is 
team renegade. It doesn't say just renegade. It says team because we're a team and we help each other. And how can you say something bad about somebody like that? Like that's like going saying something bad about Wonder Boy. <laughs> like you're the problem. <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah. Um, I should have like now, kept my cool a little bit more for this. <laughs> it's a it very touchy subject for me. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I'm pretty sure you know once they they fight again, that's gonna come back up, right? Once Ian fights or Leon fights, it's gonna come back up. So we'll see what they say. Um, what do you envision for the fight? That's why we're here to talk. What do you think? What do you see? <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I see, I just see a good scrap. I just think there's going to be a good fight, uh, between us. Uh, you know, we, like, like you said, now I have, I didn't always have that, but now I do have that, that same support. And I know how, how powerful it is and, and how much it gives you in the fight. And, and the fact that we both have that is, is, is pretty cool. And we're both representing people that we love and we're both representing, something that seems to be a bit bigger than than ourselves that it's not just an individual sport so i just think it's going to be a great fight all right one last thing i wanted to talk to you about is uh daniel cormier right he he commentates for the ufc and he revealed that he's been getting shit from his teammates for his commentary saying it's biased against his own teammates you you break down <laughs> fights with dad hardy you commentate for aries have you ever had issues <laughs> with fighters for your analysis uh, no, no, I, I haven't. Uh, I feel, yeah, I, I think I've spoken about this before. It's, I don't feel like I'm, I'm biased, even if I know the person, like I've commentated with people that I have trained with. And um, I feel like I, I, I get a bit more biased when I see there's, there's a bit of a, a skill that somebody has that they're not implementing. So I might be a bit uh, a harsher on them or, or being like, okay, surely they're going to pull it out of the bag soon. But that's more based on research that I have done, like extensive research that I have done where I have seen these capabilities in athletes um, in comparison to, to the way that they might be competing. And but other than that, I, I've never been told that, dude, you're biased or or why are you saying this if that's your friend? Because because in, I feel like I have to give these fighters the respect that they deserve because they've both been in in training they both trained hard and given so much of themselves for the sport so it's uh, you know the least i could do is just share that and be respectful to them and all the hard work that they put in december 2nd you're back in action you'll see fight night austin texas a great place to fight you know what i mean austin is is a great place all the best to you veronica and uh, always great chatting with you <laughs> thank you very much and thank you for you know spending the time to to speak to me and and every other fighter that, that you do i do love your interviews